Okay, so you know we have a lot of concern about advice online and a lot of, you know, kind of quote-unquote knowledge and gurus going going around just trying to tell you all sorts of stuff. Also, we, we're not saying that we are gurus and we know it all, but we're just trying to provide perspective and let you see things from multi-facets, right? And today, we're going to spend some time to share with you some of these, you know, major... Uh, blocks and groups of advice, financial advice that you should be wary of, right? They all have a certain characteristic and we just kind of filtered them down into three different groups. So today we're going to spend some time to share with you three types of financial advice that you should be wary about. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, we're debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately empowering us to create a life we love while managing our finances well. And today, we're going to spend some time to talk about three types of financial advice that you should be wary about. So um, I'm sure you've seen a lot of financial advice everywhere. Maybe not just financial advice, but also some advice. But since we are a podcast are about financial literacy, so we're going to focus on financial advice. And you get it from all sorts of platforms these days. It used to be that mostly it's from your parents, right? Your parents will tell you a certain you know, advice. They will tell you what to do based on their experience, based on their perspective. But with the liberalization of you know, internet and all these kind of information medium, you can get information from everywhere, right? From forums to like Facebook page to you know, even podcasts like you're listening to us and you know, YouTube videos and all sorts, all sorts of platforms. So the problem has shifted from a period where there were information scarcity, like there's not enough information, you got to read books, you got to go and hunt for some of these good information and you got to pray hard that you come from a good family that already understands personal finance. Till today, right, the tides have turned to become like a lot of information, all sorts of information out there and everybody is trying to position themselves as someone that understands personal finance, as a financial guru, as whatever, whatever. And they're all trying to pick your eyeballs and get you to believe them, get you to listen to them. And it becomes like a market, very noisy. And um, a lot of, you know, for like a better way to put it, shitty products, shitty information and and it's just not good enough. And I thought that we're going to spend some time to talk about some of these characteristics and some of the problems with these kind of financial advice. And I use the word wary because they are not actually wrong per se, right? So some of these advice, they are not like off the chart. They are not, what do you call that? They are not shams or they are not like fake or they are not like, you know, lies, right? Of course, there is a whole chunk of those. But we're talking about financial advice that sounds like it can work, sounds sound, but fundamentally may not click with your life. 
because we all have our own lives. We all have our own way of life. And um, sometimes these advice, they mask themselves as the only advice or the only way, right? So that is a very big problem. So yes, yeah, one of the first uh, kinds of financial advice that I feel you should be very wary of is the kind of advice for perfection, right? What is the advice for perfection, right? Which means these are the advice that under perfect scenario, under like an optimal scenario, it will work, right? And it is usually based on some sort of research. They will use like, oh, research shows, blah, 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 which is not wrong. Okay? Research shows something. And uh, they will use like, the old results show something, 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 right? And then they try to extrapolate that idea further, which are not technically wrong, but like I said, you should be wary of because most of them are priced to perfection, right? They're assuming that what has happened in the past will continue to happen into the future. And they're assuming that in a perfect scenario where there are no anomalies, no random things that happen in your life, these advice will work. And some of these advice are things like DCA, right? Like DCA is not technically wrong, dollar cost averaging. It has shown in the past, like history shows that it works, but does that mean that it's going to extrapolate into the future? What are some of these assumptions of DCA? And a lot of people don't talk about it. And for all of you who don't know what's DCA, dollar cost averaging, it's a very popular concept these days, right? Where the central idea is you keep pumping money every month consistently. So then you will kind of average out, you know, the highs and the lows and ultimately get the kind of growth, you know, from the stock index or whatever stocks that you choose to buy. But it doesn't talk about things like, you know, in real life scenario, doing a down cycle, right? Like now, right? During a period where we are seeing recession, some people lose their jobs, right? So they lose their jobs, they don't have their consistent income. Then how can they continue to DCA, right? So the continuous income, consistent income is very important. And it's not factored in the whole DCA mechanism. The DCA mechanism just tells you the idea that every month you keep pumping consistent amount, it irons out, which is right. But when you apply it to your own life, you know, where life is not a linear path, there are other things to look at. Then you realize, hey, maybe uh, it it's may, may not fully encompass a way of life, right? It is a theory that works and it's a theory that we can incorporate into our lives but there are assumptions and there are scenarios that doesn't work you know for us right so if you want to look at you know consistently DCing and investing so that theory works but then how much do you put in so that you can comfortably continue to DCA even in a period that you don't have employment right because that is the kind of supposedly package deal that comes in recessions, right? So I'm not taking it lightly. Like I know a lot of um, my friends and you guys, some of you may have lost a job and uh, doing some simple work to, to, to just kind of tie you through. But this is something that, you know, you need to be very wary about, which are things that are advice for perfection. You know, other advice that are very popular out there that I think it's like price for perfection are things like your 30-year savings plan, right? Long-term savings plan. Every month, you just keep putting and putting and putting. And they make it sound very simple. But when shit happens, you know, um, shit happens, right? And you, you may not be able to pay. You get penalized. You get penalty. All those kind of stuff, right? So you want to make sure that if you subscribe to this kind of long-term savings plans or endowment plans, they're not fundamentally... Um, wrong per se it is just a particular like financial tool then you got to recognize that okay so 
this is the theory. Then after I put in 30 years, blah, 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 I get back this amount of returns. But can I, assuming, you know, uh, bad days or can I consistently keep up with this savings, right? If, if I need to have kids or if I need to do something else. So I always think that you should Try to do uh, bare minimal and then keep adding if you feel that you can do more after a while of coping with the new reality, right? It's like it's like you go to the gym, right? When you first started gymming, you do like 20 kg, right? And you don't straight away go like 100 kg because 100 kg definitely will give you muscles. Duh! But you must start with 20 kg, right? So, so that is advice for perfection and advice that works on you. So all these things are things to look out for and recognize what are things that come from a theory and come from a, an, a history, you know, kind of historical results proof that something, something. So into the future, it will be something, something. These kind of things, based on a research paper, blah, 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 all those kind of stuff, you, you want to be very wary about whether does, do they fit my life and what is my way of life and how do how does that incorporate right so for more specific you know details if you have something that you're you're looking at or some strategies or some things you're here somewhere come to a community telegram group and just kind of ask us we'll try to give you our viewpoint okay the next group of advice that i think you should be wary you know wary of uh Advice that sound logical independently, you know, but when they are mishmashed together, it turns out to be quite a rubbish. I don't really know what I'm saying, right? It's okay. We'll come back after a word from our sponsor. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, so when it comes to advice that sound logical independently, but then mishmash together, what do I mean? Are things like, you know, the sky is blue, you know, noodles are nice, you know, the greens are beautiful, and then I'm a unicorn. You know, that, that's, that's kind of, you know, independently, the sky is blue, yes, the noodle is nice, yes, you know, the, the, green, the, the trees are green, yes, but I'm, it doesn't mean that these three things add together, I'm a unicorn, you know. 不是这样嘛? Right? It doesn't work that way. And you realize that it is very, very common in the whole like personal finance space. A lot of people do that. It, it's like, ah, damn irritating. I try not to name names, but, you know, um, there's this one YouTube channel out there, super popular, um, always talking about a particular company that is trying to revolutionize the world, blah, blah, blah. Okay? And the argument is always very meh, lah, because it's the same idea, right? Let, let me just give you a certain narrative. Today, there is a certain logical flow in discussion, right? There's a certain logical flow in whenever we discuss or whenever we, whenever we present a certain point. So let's say I'm trying to make a point that Apple is a good company, right? So what do I do? I say, Apple is a good company because they have a very strong brand, they have a, like a strong loyal following, and they're able to charge a premium for their phones, right? Which fundamentally brings them the kind of revenue and they can allow them to keep making money and then invest in other growth aspects of their business or acquire other businesses that will be aligned with them. So because of that, I've decided that I will pick 
Apple as a company to invest. Okay, this is not financial advice. Okay, just an example. Don't later you go and invest, huh? Then gonna got problem, huh? They can't look for me, no, huh? But yes, you, you hear the logical flow, which is Apple is a good company. They have a certain brand. They have a following. They have revenue. They're doing well, and that's why I will invest, right? So you, you hear you hear the general flow as to why I'm choosing Apple, and on the same narrative of like why do I choose Apple as an investment. If someone comes to you and say that, you know, I choose Apple as an investment because, you know, government bonds sucks and, you know, uh, real estate is messy because now prices are inflated and I think Samsung is rubbish. So I decide to invest in Apple. Then you'll be like, uh, so you tell me everybody is not good. Huh? Then you invest in Apple. Huh? Is, that, is that how that works? So what they just did was they went around and tell you all sorts of other pointers that may be valid individually, right? Real estate market is very inflated. Bond market is not good. Samsung is not doing well. That's why I do this, right? And, and that's why I invest in Apple. But the logical flow does not work. Ma. What you're trying to do is to present to me why you do this and you need to focus on this and not like every other thing. Which is why when I was in university for one sem, you know, I asked, I asked this person, like, hey, why are you in business school? And they'd be like, oh, I don't want to be in architecture. I don't like engineering. I don't like science. I don't like whatever. That's why I'm in business school. And I'm like, girl, you ain't no making sense. So, so I, ho I hope you get a decent idea. I know this is a bit difficult to grasp. But whenever someone is trying to present to you something, their discussion needs to be logical and have a logical flow, right? Which is step-by-step, step, focused on the particular thing. Be very wary of advice that, you know, mishmash all sorts of stuff together and like, ta-da, this is why you should do this. And now that you know that there's something like that, go back and visit all these other, you know, YouTube videos, gurus and all these other people that are talking about all sorts of stuff and you listen to their discussion and you, dis you listen to their viewpoint, right? If you try to present like that to your teacher, your teacher will like, F, fail, see you know, so, so go and listen to their viewpoint and don't be sensationalized by all the BGM, you know, the kind of, you know, cinematic graphic and all those kind of so, so rubbish one. Okay, so you want to listen to the core of the advice and be very wary of these kind of stuff. Which brings me to point number three, which is advice that comes from someone that has longer legs than you. What does that mean? That day I came out of the MRT station and then I was like walking next to a kid, right? There's this little kid walking very fast. Like he was just taking a lot of steps and very, very fast. And I was just walking like normally. And in a few strides, I just like overtake him because my legs are longer. And it got me thinking, are there advice that don't work for me? Just because the other person has longer legs, so it doesn't work for me. And if you think about it, yeah, there is, right? So if someone comes from a very wealthy family, they have a certain view and certain way of managing their money, right? And it may not work for you because you don't have the same scenarios, you don't have the same situation. Or sometimes some people, they have done really, really well and they, they went from like, from nothing, you know, and they go to become like millionaires and then they start to give you advice from an objective, from a viewpoint of a millionaire, Right, and many a times people forget because even I will forget sometimes. Right, when when people ask me like this, 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 that I will give them the advice of now, right, which is my current optics, how I look at it, rather than advice that I will give myself at that point in time when I was in his or her shoes. 
I'm going to give you some context, right? There was a short period of time when, um, okay, maybe a few years when I would discourage people to be entrepreneur. I would discourage people to go and try and, you know, explore and test things out because I had had very, you know, crazy and uh, for like a better way to put it, bad experiences. And I thought like, yeah, you should just go and do a job, lah, make your money and, you know, live your life. And, you know, and, and that was the advice that I would give myself at that point in time when I was giving the advice to that person, right? But that person has not even tried doing a startup, has not tried living a life or like working in the job market. And I'm really smashing the person's, you know, desire to give it a shot. Just because I've done it and I didn't do as well and I fear, you know, that they will go through the same thing and quote-unquote waste time, then I tell them don't do. But now, after a while, when I look at it, if I have not tried to do, you know, multiple startups and try to venture into different businesses, I will not be that cognizant today as to how businesses work, you know, and how to analyze companies and, you know, how to build a successful startup, blah, blah, blah. And we wouldn't be where we are today with all these different podcasts coming, with all these different companies that we collaborate with, all these different products that we have on our sleeves, you know, and... Yeah, it would have happened if I didn't do all those things before. So in that case, many people do give you advice that does not work for you at this current point in time. Imagine if if that person really listened to me and never tried to start up, you know, and for the next few years, he just keep working and he may not love his job. He may not get a better grasp of, you know, how the job market works and he may never even build his dream, right? So when I look at it, it's like, I remind myself that I need to put myself in the person's shoes and give them the kind of advice based on what works for them at that point in time, which is very difficult, okay? And also, um, our chief post-production guy, uh, Harry, has started like rock climbing for a few years, right? Uh, for a while, I think for a while already. And he recently told me that, hey, I'm going to like get a coach. And I was like, oh, who are you getting? Like, Is it like some super buff champion guy he's like no I'm getting a girl I'm getting a lady to teach me how to climb and I was like why why you get a woman to teach you how to climb right you know you man bro but he was like no because our physique is more similar right because he's not like big size he's like more petite you know so he actually went to look for someone that is similar to his physique and and that also wowed me I was like oh yeah that's true we want to seek advice. We always think that we need to seek advice from the best of the best, from the champion in class, from the champion you know, in the investment world. And they will tell you a certain viewpoint. They will, they will give you a certain optics. Yes, not wrong. But a lot of things that they do may not work for you. But if you ask that, that classmate of yours that went from fail to get a B, it's like, hey, bro, how you fail and get a B? Uh? And he will tell you. And then you can do that advice and get your B. And then after that, you go and look for the guy that went from B to A and then get that A, right? So keep searching for advice, but always, you know, realize that we want to seek for relevant advice. Don't look for people that are like leaps and bounds ahead of you and they just have longer legs. Lah. So they will not know how it feels like or they may have forgotten how it feels like to walk with shorter legs. Okay, so I'm going to sum up today um, the three kinds of financial advice that 
you should be wary of. And wary, I mean that you should be concerned when applying to your life, you know. And it's not that they are objectively all wrong, but it's just whether they apply to you and how do you be smarter with receiving out different advice. And number one is advice that, uh, you know, price for perfection, right? Essentially, the optimal, optimal scenario. More often than not, I don't think we can meet optimal scenarios, but we can incorporate some of these advice into our lives and they do help us, right? Like DCA, like long-term savings, blah, blah, blah. All these things are good. They do help us. Um, but, you know, you don't want to like bet all your eggs on it. Or you want to cut yourself some slack when using these advice. And number two, an advice that sound logical independently, but then mismatch together, it becomes quite crappy, right? So they don't make sense, you know, like what I've shared with you prior. And number three is an advice from someone that has longer legs than you. Many a times, people that are way, way, way ahead of you, they have either forgotten where you are or they may just have never been in a similar scenario like you. So you need to get the essence of their advice and then see how it applies to your life. Okay? So I hope you learned something useful today. See ya! Hey! I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful and interesting when shared, debated, and discussed. I hope you would share what you gain with people you love and I want to hear from you. Give me some questions and help me along with building a community of financially savvy coconuts. I hope together we can fulfill our curious minds and our desire for clarity. Join our community telegram group, reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Everything is in the description below. If you enjoy the podcast and if you want to keep us growing and stay independent, do buy us a copy at Kofi.com. With that, have a great day ahead. Stay tuned next week and always remember, personal finance can be chill, clear, sustainable for all. Okay, so test, test. I hope you learned something useful. I hope you had fun. Uh, and yeah, you know, um, a lot of these advice, there are a lot of advice out there, okay? A lot of advice out there. They may work, they may not work. They they may not work for you. They may work for other people and whatnot, right? So the goal is not to tell you that all sorts of advice are, are crap, yeah? But it's really to let you realize that you need context. You need to understand how to sieve out these advice. And it, it does take some time to, you know, get your senses more cognitively in tune to smell BS and what advice works for you and what advice is like... You know, it's it's right, but may not work for you, right? So I hope you learned something useful and I hope that applies to your sieving process of looking for good advice. Next week, next week we have a friend of mine, a um, secondary school friend. We're not close back then, but I think he's doing something really interesting and he's uh, Zheng Zhe's very good friend. So he's coming on the show to talk about social enterprise, right? Is social enterprise a fulfilling way of life, right? Because the assumption is for a lot of people in the social enterprise space, they take a pay cut to do it, right? Which is may not be the best, you know, and we're also going to talk about that. Like, is it... Is it valuable to take a, a pay cut? You know, like obviously, if you work in tech, when you, if you work in the banking field, they pay more. But you choose to give up to embark on like some environmental project or embark on some like social change project. And is it worth it? Is it a way of life that people, 
you know, like you and I should consider. So he's coming on next week to give us some optics as to how he sees it because he has went through the path of like doing the tech startup, working for multiple startups and then going to hike, you know, and, you know, hike like in the Himalayan, right? And then came back and decided that, okay, I will do this, right? Um, social enterprise. And social enterprise is called Books Beyond Borders. You can check them out. Um, next week, he will be on the show, Mr. Randall Chung. So yeah, see ya guys next week. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.